Welcome back to Are You Sisters, the podcast. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Kate. Um, Yes, I know everyone has been on pins and needles just awaiting this episode. Just kidding. Um, No, Kate and I took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, Per the usual, she was traveling. So where'd you go? I was traveling. I had some uh, life events. Um, Well, I was up in Connecticut. My sister, Sarah, had her baby, Whitley. Uh, the cutest little girl ever. I'm already uh, a biased aunt in that I think she is absolutely adorable. She is. She's very cute. Yeah. So um, thank you, Sarah, for making me and my sister Alex first time aunts. And, and Jay. And Jay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Jay, <laughs> for Jay is my sister's husband. So yeah, without him, I guess it wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't be possible without you. (laughs) But yeah, first time aunt over here. And uh, my parents are first time grandparents. So we're all so excited to have new blood in the family, which I feel like it's kind of necessary at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny because it's like, when's the last time you guys had a baby around? We haven't. It was truly like... My mom, who's had three kids, was acting like Whitley was some foreign alien species. Like, she went to hold her and she was, like, freaking out. She, like, that she was, like, <laughs> going to drop her or something. And it's – I mean, I get it. But, like, I don't know if we know how to have babies around anymore. We're, like, only accustomed to interacting with dogs at this point. Right. Which is – I feel like that's relatable. Yeah. But I feel like it's a good thing for our family because, listen, me and my sisters are all, like – 30 and up I mean Alex is not 30 yet but she's on the cusp and sometimes the holidays can just be a little bit weird it's like six adults just hanging out and um, my mom like still reads a night before Christmas (laughs) to like a room of like adults right so I'm like this you know having like a baby is gonna add like a whole nother element to our family so we're all really excited it'll definitely be more like you know you're reading a book to an actual child as exactly. opposed to grown women. So that's Yeah, who've already <laughs> had too much wine and are like, you know, we're all in our like Santa costumes. Like Yeah. So my sister had Whitley. We're so excited. And then I went um on a work trip. Uh so a press trip to Palm Beach, Florida. Stayed at the Colony Hotel, which was fabulous. Yes. So what is a press trip? Yes, for anyone who's interested in public relations, um, a press trip is a trip where you bring editors and influencers to kind of usually a chic location um, to launch a product. Um, is this, that like is that like in the rule book? This is one of the things you can do. You can have an event, <laughs> but it has you, to be at a chic location. Yeah, I mean it. Although I have been on press trips to Ohio, like I've said, but we were going to like headquarters. This was just like happened to line up with a a trade show that was happening in Palm Beach. And yes, we brought editors and influencers and, you know, we kind of like decked out a couple days of itineraries and doing yoga and full scan body meditations and like fabulous meals. And it was... I mean, it was a good time, but like when you're attending and also working the trip, you know, there's a lot of pressure that everything goes right. And like, honestly, I probably sound exhausted because making small, 
small talk and chit chatting for 48 hours plus can be really exhausting. Yeah. I have a social battery and I think it it starts blinking red at like hour two. So yeah. I don't know how you do it for two days. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a part of the job is being able to talk about nothing for 48 hours. I mean, we definitely covered off on the weather in many locations around the U.S. It's like it's that's so funny because it it is like a daily thing that you talk about and it's also a time of day thing. So in the morning, oh my god, it's so brisk and so nice out and yeah. then it's like in the evening, oh, isn't it beautiful? And then it's like that's such a point of conversation. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, so I, there was a lot of weather talk, but I mean, overall it was a great trip and we had some amazing people attend and I cannot believe that I did not see Gwyneth Paltrow because she had been there only a night before me. Gooping it up. She had been gooping it up. Um, Can't say I was a goop trip. I wish I could say that I was part of that goop trip, but I was not. But she was there with like major celebrities, um, including Cy from Housewives of New York. I saw it was there. Yes. So... I did, uh, of course, ask the staff of the colony how Gwyneth was and that trip. What What was the takeaway? They said the trip was. They said the the event was stressful for the colony. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, can imagine. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow fair. probably has the standards of like Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, right? So yeah, that's so funny. I got back late. I got back last night, and you know what? I was like. We got to record. We got to record. We have to catch up. But then we didn't. Then we didn't. <laughs> then we didn't. Then we uh, watched about five hours of TV. Goosebumps. Yeah, the new go- the new Goosebumps series. Um, it's cute. It's cute. It's it's not it's not wowing me, but uh, I'm still gonna give it some time. I mean, it's you know it's spooky season. We're in mid October. I have to watch all of the scary content possible. It's really like more of like an homage to our childhood. For sure. But like my sister Alex and I were texting about it and they didn't keep the original Goosebumps music. Yeah. Which that seems like an obvious. I wonder if it was like a licensing issue. Mm. Like, but that But they kept, they kept, didn't they have that like little doll? No, they they didn't have, yeah, but they have all the like, storylines that they're repurposing but like they did not have the intro music with rl stein like obviously they can't have him and like the golden retriever uh for anyone who hasn't watched or wasn't a kid in the 90s i mean goosebumps was iconic and when i heard that intro music in my living room i like would like legit somersault down the stairs to to watch goosebumps it all started as books Yes. And so, yeah, my sister Morgan and I would like read through all the books and then the series. Mm -hmm. It was just, it's a whole thing. Well, did you get the books in the mail? No, I rent, (sighs) I went to the library. Okay. So I was obviously fully committed. And you were also a little bit of a nerd. Oh, for sure. I was a scholastic school book fair. Which is something else that we definitely have to talk about. The scholastic book fair was like, I mean, it was the best day of the year. Oh, yeah. It was like the highlight for, I think, most kids. But like maybe I was 
a level above that. Especially for the academics. <laughs> for the <laughs> for the academics. Um, for the kids who read on the school bus and read during free time, like myself, mm-hmm. um, that was basically a major holiday for me. I wonder if it's like an older sister thing because Morgan was a big bookworm too. Maybe. I mean, I guess no one, you know, for the first however many years of your life, you had to like keep it's yourself occupied. You so yourself and you. Yeah, I picked up books. But um, Goosebumps, I used to get them in the mail. Yeah. And I guess I was in like a fan club or something, but it was like <laughs> a fan club. so effing thrilling when I would go to the mailbox and there was a package. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but speaking of spooky content, we did, I think we can touch on this, we did binge the House of Usher. Oh my God, yeah. The fall so, of the House of Usher. Fall of the House of Usher. So a background on this. So I can't remember the group that puts these shows together. They come out like probably like every other year. Yeah. Always, they're, in, always in October. Yeah, they're always, always right before Halloween. So the first one that came out was The Haunting of Hill House, which yep. is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one was um, Bly Manor. I the Haunting of Bly Manor. Something like that. Um, I can't remember what the third one was. It was Black creepy. Mass. Black Mass. Uh-huh. And then this this past year, they came out with The ha- the Fall of the House of Usher. And they're yes. also, it's like a, a series and they're all self-fulfilling, kind of like American Horror Story, but they mm-hmm. kind of like repurpose, they reuse all of the players. And so it's like the same version, different versions of cast members every series. Yeah. And, and it's we, good. We binged it like in two or three days it's like definitely like creepy like in a kind of like gross way sometimes for sure yeah I will say um a hundred percent this this series I really liked it because it was kind of a mix up of it was like a mashing of succession yeah and American history Mm -hmm. I mean American horror story yeah um, so I really loved the dynamic and it was, I mean, it was so good. It was bingeable. I loved it. Yeah. Well, they all are. So like, I love Bly Manor. I love Haunting of Hill House. I mean, yeah. generally there's always like a lesbian flair. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say that's one of the reasons you're a huge fan. Well, I just, I mean, I love all of the storylines too. Did we get any girl on girl? Yeah. There was um, the the sister who was the um, doctor who was faking the yes. Um, yeah. Oh okay. God, sorry. I don't want to give it what give okay, it. Okay, yeah. No spoilers here, but if you um, but spoiler, it's good. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, we highly recommend. Okay, so let's pause on the Halloween, the spooky scaries, um, because we do have a big announcement. Kate and I do huge. It's controversial. Huge. We made a a change. Um, to our lifestyles in the last, what, week? Two weeks? It's been like two weeks now. Two? Well, you were gone for like a whole week. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to tell everyone? So we switched sides of the bed. Yeah. It was a conscious choice. It was Ryan's choice. Well, when you're out of town, I always sleep on your side of the bed. But I think, and initially I was like, oh, how sweet, you know, but I think it's really, I just wanted to sleep on that side. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny how we landed on our sides because I found when I stay at a hotel or I always take the inside of the bed. But for some reason, in our bed, I was sleeping on the outside. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even my natural space. 
But for some reason, I took that, and I'm liking it. Yeah, well, I think you also, like me, like if there was an intruder, you have a human shield. I do have a human shield. I am closest to the door now, and so it's, you know, there's one more degree of separation between you and a murderer. For sure, for sure. But then I'm like, why for the last, I don't know, two years have I been sleeping on that side? I don't know, and I always knew that you felt that way, and for some reason, I always felt claustrophobic on the other side, so I was okay with the move. Yeah, and also, you get up to pee so much more than I do. I do go to the bathroom a lot more during the night. Like, I, for the most part, sometimes go all night without doing that, and like, the, so like, another thing, Charleston, downtown, older houses are smaller, and the bedrooms are smaller so getting a king-size bed was like a major feat was the second it was like the second half of our lives started right I mean especially when we got a second dog I'm we could never have done it in a queen yeah and we were going back and forth like oh it won't fit in the room it's too small yeah we just like made it happen so we made it happen but the thing is now the sliver in which you can walk (laughs) On the side of the bed that's against, like, literally almost against the wall. I mean, it's probably less than a foot from the wall. I think it's, like, it's, like, maybe nine inches. Yeah, because we had to get the teensiest of bedside tables. Worth it. Worth it. But anyway, so if you are sleeping on that side, to get up in the middle of the night in the pitch black is... It's daunting. It's daunting. I have bruises all over my thighs still. Exactly. And I think that's a major component for me being on that side because I don't get up as much as you. It just makes sense. It makes sense. But who did you tell that was like shocked? So when you were out of town, so everyone in my family has a birthday in October. We were at um, the Post House in in Mount Pleasant, Old Village for my mom's birthday celebration. A staple. A staple. Yes. We will circle back on the Post House. But I brought this up at dinner at my mom's birthday dinner I was like you guys I know this is this is gonna sound crazy it's gonna sound nuts but we did it and of course there were very very visceral um reactions who would you say had the most visceral reaction so it's just it's funny because it's kind of like a like a roles thing like both my dad and Tim sleep closest to the door and Morgan and my mom sleep you know, tucked away safe. So I don't know what that says about me, but I'm ready to whip my t-ball bat, which is under the bed. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't really thought of that. And like fight an intruder off. I hadn't really thought of the, the that dynamic yet, but that makes sense. Yeah. Although I'm thinking about my parents and I think their, well, their door opens straight to like the, the end of the yeah, bed. Yeah. It opens like straight into the bottom of the bed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, so basically now with my being on the side, the the what what, what like what word would you use to describe that? The like more like submissive away. side, the safer <laughs> side. Are you prepared to essentially? It's like I just said. I've got my t-ball bat. It's under the bed, and I'm ready to just like swing away, like like it's signs. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's probably better that you're there because truly I sleep in such a coma that like you'd be like hollering and not knowing where you were if somebody just Yeah, I wouldn't even I my reaction time would be so so delayed that mm-hmm. I would not even 
have time to react. Yes. So we'll we'll follow up on this and let you know how it's going. But I think we had like a moment last week too where we both were like, it's just so so much cozier. It is cozier. I've been sleeping better. And for some reason, I also feel like the girls gravitate towards that side of the bed. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Um, and I kind of thought it was like, oh, they're more obsessed with me. But now I'm realizing that I think they like that side of the bed, bed better. So I'm getting better sleep. As as long as I don't have to hear you like complaining about how they're all over you, um, I'm good. Well, I've been comfortable. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So there's more news this week um, in the true crime genre. Yes. yes. Um, so... I'm kind of uh, shocked and disappointed that Ryan didn't immediately have the name recognition that I expected her to have, but there has been an update in the disappearance of Natalie Holloway. Yeah, um, I guess I should be embarrassed. You about should be. My lack of knowledge. Um, but tell us, Kate, what? Tell us about the story. So, for anyone who doesn't know, um who Natalie Holloway is, um, let me know immediately because I think that's so strange. But she is – it's obviously terrible and so sad, but she went missing on um, a senior year spring break trip to Aruba um, in 2005. And I think maybe because I also was a 2005 senior. And you also went to Jamaica? No, Bahamas. Bahamas? Yeah. You know, parallel paths. Parallel paths, but also I think it happened like a week after my spring break. So honestly, had it happened before, I definitely would not have been allowed to go. Yeah. But it's a horrible story, basic. This, you know, vibrant, beautiful senior in high school, um, Natalie Holloway, was at a bar as any spring breakers are and she was with her friends and she was last seen leaving with um Han. <laughs> I don't know how to say his name it's like you want to say Jordan <laughs> but it's Horhan Vandersloot he's Dutch um he was he was the last known person with her uh, along with two other guys um that were her friends and she disappeared and was never seen again like no traces, no signs, and then this piece of shit um, basically went on to essentially taunt her family and say that he had information. I think he extorted something like $250,000 from the family, letting them know that he would you know, tell them where the body is, um, give them some type of closure and answer as to what happened to her so clearly there was like not enough evidence to actually arrest him no well they never found her body um and to this day they hadn't but then you know he the piece of shit that he is actually did go on to murder a woman and be convicted and charged and is in prison for the murder of another woman named stephanie flores um i believe it happened in peru And so he's been in Peruvian prison. Um, But what they finally were able to get him on here in the U.S. is on that extortion, wire fraud extortion case. But apparently he did admit today, this Wednesday, in court that he did indeed bludgeon and kill Natalie Holloway, walked her into the water, and that was the last that she was seen. And – 
like not to ask you anything that you might not be privy to, but do we know why? Well, apparently he denied her. He denied. She denied his sexual sexual advances. Hmm. So a story as old as time. God. And he is a total piece of shit and then killed her because of it. Um, He didn't go into how involved the other two that were with him or left the bar with him if they were involved or not. So I can't say anything about that. But he did then admit to going home and watching porn. Ugh. Like, just such a nightmare. Her poor parents. Right. And I watched the the statement that the mother, who has been, like, so diligent about keeping the case alive and trying to find her daughter. And, you know, she said that they finally do have justice for Natalie. Because it's almost, what, like 20 years? It's been... 2005. Don't make me do the math on that. No, it's almost 20 years. Next year's 2024. 18 years. That's 18 insane. years. And I mean, it is just so awful because, I mean, not just to like draw parallels of my life, but it's like, you know, senior year, spring break, high school, like it's such a fun time. And it's like so much life has happened since that, mm-hmm. you know, since then for me. And it's like this poor, poor girl who was just on a trip with her friends, had her life completely blotted out by this piece of shit Ugh. and we i looked him up too he is nasty of course like of just course. Like horrifying. terrifying well and the thing individual. it's also like at the time like if you look at pictures like he was quote unquote like an attractive person which you know it's, it's like the mask that these psychopaths wear and mm-hmm. if you're you're not outwardly heinous the ability to you know trick a girl or you know not necessarily like a girl man whatever to go with you and then it's just so awful. And then the fact that he did go on to actually murder another woman. Right. But I think this piece, I think what also is shocking, so he's in this Peruvian prison and I, you know, I've deep dived on him a lot. I think he has a wife and kids. No. Yeah, which I guess I shouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I think like through conjugal visits. Oh my God. So I don't know like how he's procreated. It's unfortunate and... I don't I can never understand the whole fascination with men in prison like convicted fucking murderers. Well yeah, I mean I'm I'm reading Helter Skelter right now and it's like Ugh. Charles Manson's like are you kidding me? Oh, well for everyone out there, Helter Skelter might be I would say top 3 favorite books of all time. It's very good. It's very good. Um Definitely read it. But anyway, so wanted to – major update. I think maybe you were a little bit young for Natalie Holloway, but like – Well, I think you also were living like a parallel life. Like absolutely. And I same truly, year to fight to go on senior year. <laughs> you did. Spring too. Break Bahamas. Like my friend Danielle and I put together a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation on why we should be able to go on spring break. And it kills me because one of the reasons that she gave was that I was 18 and legally an adult. (laughs) As if I was, like, because I was 18, I was a responsible human being when, in fact, everyone knows that I was crazy. Well, and Danielle's parents, which rightfully so, were, like, questioning your ability to... So this kills me. I I have to give this little story. So Danielle and I, like, were best friends in high school and still are to this day and um 
her parents, my parents wouldn't let me go on spring break without her parents letting her go on spring break. So she put together this PowerPoint presentation. My mom and I went over to her parents' house so that we could present this PowerPoint to them. (laughs) And Danielle's dad, who is the nicest man ever, Joel, hi Joel, um, literally was like, well, like, what if you guys get arrested? Like, and then you're like in Bahama prison. I was like, we're not going to get arrested. And Mm -hmm. I just like was being a sassy little brat to him. And he was like, do you know Bahama law? Do you know Bahama law? (laughs) And it was, I I literally, it was so funny because he. Bahama law. Bahama law. I I didn't, I did not know Bahama law. (laughs) I did not. And I did not uh, behave on Bahama Law while I was there. But we did get to go and it was, you know, a, a crazy trip. But this whole Natalie Holloway thing like happened truly yes. right after it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that her parents have found some sort of I'm glad answer. there's some semblance of closure that he finally gave them that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's every, every parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. And he deserves to be in prison for the rest of his life and yeah that's all I can say on that so true crime corner there you go so what do we have next um so yeah next on the list um recent and I don't know how true this information is it's just been on my um insta instagram but evidently so Sophia Bush I feel like she hasn't been in much recently. Right. But she was in a lot like in the early 2000s. Yeah. One Tree Hill. Right? One Tree Hill. Yes. Of course. John Tucker Must Die. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of one of those like, you know, early 2000s actresses that's like everyone knows who she is. Right. 100%. So I guess she, there's rumors that she and Ashlyn Harris, who is one of the women's, um, she's the goalkeeper. Is she still? I think she's not anymore. I think she retired. Yeah, I think she retired. She was the goalkeeper for the women, the national women's soccer team. I know that I have many soccer player friends. Rachel's probably going to be really annoyed that I don't have more information on this person. But anyways, she uh, there's rumors that they're dating. Interesting. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, well, and I think they both um, have recently announced divorces. Yeah. So, and Sophia Bush, I outwardly, with her sexuality, I was unaware that she dabbled in the lady pond. Was she, is she out as like? I don't think she's said anything yet in terms of like her sexuality. She was married to a man. She is out as having the raspiest voice. Really? Are you kidding me? Sophia Bush in a raspy voice? Like, I had no idea. Am I thinking of the wrong Sophia Bush? You're thinking of the wrong Sophia Bush. No, I'm telling you. Okay. Well, everybody, please let us know your thoughts on that because I thought Sophia Sophia Bush. Come on. Really? I have I oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll leave the jury out on that. Anyway, leave we'll, us your thoughts. We'll confirm. Yeah. On the Sophia Bush of it all. Yes. Um, yeah, so to talk about a little bit more Charleston-specific stuff, uh, 
there was a recent article that came out today, I think. Um, it's just a local article, but still. Uh, favorite watering holes in town. And number one on the list is a place called Bar George in West Ashley next to our favorite movie theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one night, and I have to, I have to like give credit, that place is really fun. Yeah, Bar, I, I really liked it. Um, obviously, we were there for quite some time because they had arcade games. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Specifically, they had Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, which, which I had not played, I don't think, since the 90s. And can you attest to the fact that I'm really good at Miss Pac-Man? Very. Okay, thank you. Because, and the reason why is my grandpa Happy had a machine in his basement and not only that, but the machine, you couldn't turn left. So you had to learn how to really, really get around. Get around that. Yes. That game. Yeah. So yeah, we played, we ended up playing for, I mean, it was kind of embarrassing. We were there for like two hours. Oh yeah. Like I think someone approached us to buy us a drink. We're like, get out of here. We're like, can't you see we're busy? We're busy. Well, so I used to play that too, but I never played it on like a... What, what console? What would you call one of those like an things? Arcade, arcade machine. An arcade machine. I've I only played it on my computer with like the arrows, so not even close to as fun. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, I had the arrows down, but I did not have the whole like shift joystick. The joystick down, but didn't I beat your score? Only because well, only because another thing about Kate is she's extremely competitive. Like who would have thought to a scary point. And the only reason you ended up beating my score is because you went like two or three more times than me because I was like, we've been here for two hours. We got to roll. Yeah. So you're saying you let me win. Right. I don't buy it. Just let me have this one thing. Okay. I will. I mean, you you wowed me. It was honestly like looking at a tween <laughs> version of you, which was kind of scary. It's one of those moments. It's one of those games that I play where my it's like my whole body and I'm standing in front of this arcade machine, and I feel like I feel like the next day I was sore. <laughs> yeah, you were putting some true elbow and shoulder into it. <laughs> some elbow grease. <laughs> well, that was a fun night. So we also just some some is it's James Island, right, or yeah. John's Island? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not West Ashley. Uh, my mistake. It's James Island. Yeah, it's James James Island, which has a lot of like great restaurants, but. In that little vicinity right there, they've got a couple awesome ones. So they have Kwai Fei. Yes. Which I'm probably not saying right. You did. I did. I'm okay, shocked. Well, it's like, it's um, Szechuan food. Yeah. Which is like Very hot. my jam. I love Szechuan. I love spicy. And they've got some amazing Szechuan. So Ryan was kind of dying, I got to say. But I mean, listen, I, I like spicy food to like a normal extent you take it to a concerning level yeah like I like to hurt my pain. mouth yeah and the waiter I was like pretty embarrassed because I was like in tears like asking for more water every 30 seconds and he was laughing at me yeah um so then just across the street is Bar George which is next to the Terrace movie theater which is next to Crust Crust which is a really great pizza place. And, yeah. like, I like that whole area because it's kind of like you don't need a reservation. Yeah. You can go in your comfy cozies. Yeah. Like, you can be in your, your leggings, your sweatshirt. 
Well, and the Terrace is like an old, old-timey, old-school theater too, and it's like a nice vibe. Yeah, I love, I love that. And so I will say, when Killers of the Flower Moon come mm-hmm. out, I would like to do the whole the crust. I've been asking you to do the crust pizza night with the movie follow-up. I know, I know, but it, like they just haven't been playing. They they've been playing scary movies, but like they've been playing really shitty ones. Well, they put they're on at like nine thirty, and I'm like nine thirty. Oh no, I need to be. I'm like in my PJ. I need to be in bed. No, so I mean, if they can play a good scary movie at an appropriate hour, I'll be there. But Killers of the Flower Moon, which is a book um, that I read, mm-hmm. I am excited for that to come out as well. Leonardo DiCaprio, I think it's Scorsese. Did I say that right? That is a director's name. I'm not certain that he is directing this yeah. movie. Is he? Yeah. Oh, nice. I yeah, mean, fact good. check me, but like, yeah, I'm like 99.9% sure. That'll be good. Yeah. So that's coming out. So I would like to do the whole. We will. The whole shuffle from mm-hmm. crust to the terrace. Okay. So we do have a couple of festive um, questions And so I will kick it off. Kate, tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit about – so there's always this back and forth every Halloween. I mean, not anymore. I feel like anymore if you're, like, trying to dress, like, sexy during Halloween, it's like – Oh, God. That's embarrassing. But I remember in college, in, like, high school, shortly after college, there was always this back and forth of, like, people that would dress up sexy costumes versus – Funny costumes. Basically, were you in the camp of ugly girl Halloween or sexy girl Halloween? Well, I was going to ask you that. Oh. I mean, we know that I was sexy girl Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a joke. Kidding. I was ugliest girl Halloween. No, I think both of us went the ugly girl route. We were both ugly girl Halloween and... I don't know why, but it's just so much more fun. It is, I think, so, so much more fun. And not to mention, it's so much more fun when you, like, are unrecognizable. Oh, yeah. Well, can Because I, you can be so ridiculous. Can and- I tell you the story of what kicked off my ugly girl Halloween? Yes. Like, had to commit to that every year. So, back to senior year of high school. This is a very 2005-centric episode. But... Senior year of high school, there was senior year dress-up day. Probably happened in high schools all over the country. Well, I had some groups of friends. We were like, oh, we have to do a group costume. We're just like, the the ideas floating my way were like lame as fuck. They mm-hmm. were like blackjack girls. What? Sexy nurses. Ugh. Sexy cops. Boo. I was like, guys... I can't do any of these. I just, I can't do it. So I was like randomly at the mall and I just stumbled upon a costume that really wowed me. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the costume. What was it? A whoopee cushion. So (laughs) I didn't tell anyone what I was going to be. And I put on my whoopee cushion. And the best part about it was it had the the headpiece. So, like, literally, it was just the, it was just my face that was showing, like, my fucking ugly face. And then, like, <laughs> the, the, what is that? Like, the, like, the tail. The, the like, tail. It's like a balloon, you know? The blow the, part. The, the blow part of the whoopee cushion was, right. like, a foot high off my head. <laughs> and I rolled in to high school 
in my Jeep with like all my glory. And the most embarrassing part was that my first class was Spanish and I was like terrible at Spanish. So I was the only senior in my class. (laughs) So it was a class of juniors and sophomores and I just roll into this class, the only person dressed up as a whoopee cushion. And you know what? I never looked back. Owning it. I Owning it. My friends look dumb. Yeah. And uncomfortable. Like truly, who's comfortable? Who wants to have their midriff out? Like who wants to have their like butt cheeks hanging out? No one. Right. And especially in school. No I was one. like, who? Like, I mean, it was just like uncomfortable. It was so not me. I loved my whoopee cushion costume. I had like the best time ever and then it just started the trend of like being a taco mm-hmm. being a hot dog didn't you do a wet wet t-shirt contest i did a wet t-shirt contest costume, costume which costume costume yeah no so like it it was this ridiculous costume that had big old yabos big old fake yabos that were like literally like I don't think they could be humanly that big. I'm sure that somebody somewhere has Somebody them. somewhere in Florida has those. For sure. Um, but the one thing that kind of sucked about that one is that... People thought they were real? No. Pe- okay. Well, Jesus Christ. No one <laughs> thought them... No one thought they were real, but like guys were into it. Ugh. I know. I was like, these are fucking This fake. is counter, counterproductive. What yeah. I was trying to do is like... Looks so yeah, ridiculous it, that you didn't pay attention. It to kind me. of like had the um, totally adverse effect, and it was great though because I was able to put beers in the cleavage and walk mm. from bar to bar. So that was a great costume. Yes. All right. What about you? So since I'm like you know obviously on the shorter end of the spectrum, I always find it's very fun to cross dress because it's like I'm this little teen, like small little man. Yes. So I anything with facial hair, sign me up. Oh. So yeah. in college, let's see, and my best one of my best friends, Kinsey, and I would always do couples costumes. So one year we were Dog the Bounty Hunter, and she was Dog's wife, Beth. And this was when we were going to the fraternity houses, like, for Halloween. And I had, like, drawn on um, a beard. And obviously, I had a mullet, you know, the whole nine yards. And we show up to our friend's house. And the guys were, like, they opened the door and looked at me. And they were, like, hey, man, get out of here. Like, we don't know. Like, I don't know what you're doing here. And I was, like, it's me. I was, like, it's Ryan. It's <laughs> like, me and Mario. It's a me. You dog the bounty on her. So... That was one year. Then one year we were, I was Guy Fieri and she was Paula Dean. Oh my God. So I had a Fu Manchu. Um, or maybe it was a full goatee. I can't remember. Yeah. But that was a lot of fun. Um, let's see. What else? I've been Hulk Hogan. Also, oh, that's a good one. Also a lot of fun. Um, well, you know everyone who is listening to this will be seeing these on our Instagram because we're gonna have to yeah. we're gonna have to go into the archives and find these photos. Yeah. And last year I was Billy Butcherson. Oh, last year was great. Um yes, your Billy Butcherson costume from Hocus Pocus was truly next level. I mean, I gotta give it to Ryan. She committed. She had full <laughs> zombie face makeup on. I like I watched a YouTube video too and I was like, all right, this isn't like the kind of costume that you can half ass. No. You know what I mean? No, no. And so I didn't. 
Yeah, and I was... Um, I full-assed it. I was Winifred. Yes, and so was Eloise. And so was Eloise, <laughs> and it was incredible. Um, it was awesome. So we actually, we do have a little Halloween party coming up for Eloise. My dog is turning 10 years old. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. I honestly cannot believe it. And we're having a Halloween, a costume dog party. So we have uh, some exciting costumes in store. Ryan will be tra- cross-dressing <laughs> yet again. Don't ask me to join like a couple's costume or like a group costume unless I get to wear a mustache. Yeah, so Ryan, should we reveal what we're going to be or do we? No, we can, we can follow okay. up next week. We'll follow up, but I am, I am a woman, but... But you're right, you do really well at like kind of like crazy scary women so like oh, yeah. Winifred was like yeah, hilarious I mean, there's like I have a video of her like end of the night end of our Halloween party ooh, like eating yeah. eating a miniature mufalada sandwich well the fact that I went to a bar yeah. after a after that video because uh-huh. I was so drunk and the looking like that right with the lipstick and the wig like I was really heinous it was good so Stay tuned because I plan on being another version of Heinous. Yes. Um, also a iconic female character from an iconic 90s movie. Yes. Send in your guesses. Send in your and guesses. Our, our costumes all manage to obviously line up together. They're all in the same um, family. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, all from the same movie. So Eloise and Betty will also be in costume. I know it's, like, really extra, but whatever. It's a lot I of fun. I mean, we have to. Who doesn't love a dog in a wig? Yeah, and when I sent out these paperless post invites for this doggy costume party, I was like, costume's mandatory. For the dogs. For the dogs. Obviously, we'd appreciate if the humans dressed up as well, but the dogs... 100% mandatory. So I'm excited to see what some of these dogs are going to be wearing. Yes. Okay, so look forward to that next week, maybe the following. And then one other um, tidbit to look forward to in our next episode, we will yes. be recapping one of our favorite Halloween movies. Yep, we will be dedicating an episode to recapping the one and only Practical Magic. Practical Magic. Which is, I my, mean, my personal favorite Halloween movie. And on that note, we would love for you to follow along with us at on Instagram at Are You Sisters Podcast, or you can follow us personally at Kate Charney at Ryan Tasker. And we promise that we won't take two weeks off. I don't know for a I little while. I don't know about promise, but it's we're gonna try and be as regular as possible. We're gonna try to be coming at you weekly, so stay tuned for the next episode. Love you guys. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Bye.